Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Ride to Work with Bishop. I'm Jonathan Bishop. I'll be your host. Guess what, guys? Let me get in the car first. Guess what, guys? We have a sponsor. I know, right? It's crazy. This week's episode's brought to you by... Laser Team, the movie. They haven't sent me an ad read yet, but uh, yeah. So, Laser Team is a movie brought to you by Rooster Teeth Productions. I don't know if you are familiar with Rooster Teeth. They're a online company. Uh, online entertainment powerhouse is uh, how I would describe them. They bring you content and shows. Uh, they started... They produced the very first and longest-running web series called Red vs. Blue. It's a machinima, which is like... Um, they take... Um, basically, like... User-played... multiplayer and dub in voices over top of Halo games um, and then they've branched out to where there's actual animation involved too but still the majority is uh, machinima if you don't know what machinima is and you couldn't understand what it was based on my explanation just go online look up what machinima is it's pretty cool <coughs> excuse me so we, uh, so we're sponsored by Laser Team. Their very first motion picture, which is a um, a sci-fi comedy. It's uh, definitely not its first, uh, the first of its kind. Uh, but I think it's going to be a uh, instant cult classic. Like uh, I, kn- I know that's putting big words to a little-known movie, uh, but. I, in 20 years, we'll probably still be, people will probably still be watching it. Uh, so, what they're doing is, is they brought it to some major cities around here. Um, I live in Greenville slash Simpsonville, and they didn't have a screening set up in Greenville slash Simpsonville. They had, you know, they had one for Columbia, South Carolina. They had one for, uh, Atlanta, Georgia, Charlotte. They didn't have one for Greenville. Greenville's got a lot of people in it. Um, so I went on their website and uh, they have a partnership with a company called Tug. And Tug helps bring indie films uh, to cities around the world. Now, what they do. I'm going to be getting turned out of here. I tried to explain this to Raheem um, and my wife, my wife, uh, earlier this week, and it just it didn't come across all the way. Um, so let me let me try to explain it to you guys. So Tug partners with Indie Films, and you you email them at Tug and tell them that you want to see, uh, let's say, a screening of Laser Team in your city in Greenville. 
And so you give them a listing of the movie theater that you would want it to be shown at. They email the movie theater, see if the movie theater likes it. If the movie theater approves, uh, they will tentatively book a spot for Laser Team to premiere there. Now, Laser Team, even though it's an, an not necessarily an indie film, it's not a triple AAA title by any uh, stretch of the imagination. Uh, but it's going to be shown in you know, 150 plus cities across the U.S. between January 18th and uh, January 31st. So uh, there's a good chance that they'll, uh, you know, book it for that weekend. Now the rest is up to you. Once they book the theater, they have to have 40 ticket sales by the t by the time that the uh, movie opens. Otherwise, they just go ahead and give everybody's money back. Um, no pressure. I don't have to invest anything, which is great. Um, and with Tug, you get 5% of all movie ticket sales back in your pocket. So it's not like I'm having to do all that much work. It's just regular advertising. So, whether you live in Greenville, Simpsonville, uh, or whatever, be looking for Laser Team as a listing at your local movie theater, because we will only be booking one movie theater, and that equals about 100 tickets where I'm from. So, if you see it, get your tickets ASAP, because I expect that it will sell out, uh, whether it be day of or in advance. Uh, you don't really see too many movies sell out in advance anymore unless they're major titles, even if they only have one theater. Uh, so, yeah, go get your tickets for Laser Team. Enjoy some great laughs. Um, it's going to be rated PG-13. So that's that's our advertiser. That's our sponsor. Uh, I'm not... People uh, have been asking me in my family and friends that know that I'm doing this podcast, how do you make money with this? Uh, the truth is, is I don't really make any money right now because I don't have any sponsors. Um, with Laser Team, the only time I'll make money is uh, when the movie premieres. If we have, you know, over the threshold, which is 40 people, then uh, I'll make 5% back on ticket sales, which really isn't much if... 100 people come, I'll probably make close to $9, uh, not $9, $90 or something like that, but it's really not a big of a deal. Again, I'm not making this to be famous or to make money, I'm just making this to create something, keep my creative juices flowing, and so on and so forth. <coughs> so, excuse me, by the way, um, I'm going to stop calling this a cold call it what it probably is, seasonal allergies, or if you're from the deep south, hay fever, um, it's just, hay fever is just a fancy way of saying seasonal allergies, it's not fun. So I got two things on the docket that I want to talk to you about today. One, I have a game plan for my pallets uh, project slash, slash business. Um, my friend Alex, uh, who I go to church with and who I'm on leadership at church with, he, uh, he sold a pallet sign in the shape of uh, the state of South Carolina um, for $35. Now, 
he did this by word of mouth. I can only imagine what would happen if he opened an Etsy account because they are nice and he does send them down and stain them and all that good stuff. Um, so, what is going to happen? The plan for the palette business and palette projects is this I have two main things that I want to build that's going to cost me money. And I have one thing that is not going to cost me money that I can sell for profit. Um, I'm going to start small and start making pallet signs. Now, whether that be state cutouts or um, or what have you, uh, you know, I have I have a couple ideas for home signs and stuff like that. Uh, a little bit more intricate than the state signs. They won't cost me hardly any money. I, I have a lot of leftover wood screws from there they were in my shed for some reason uh, the builder left a bunch of wood screws in my shed so I don't have to pay for those I'm getting power tools for my birthday and for Christmas so Christmas is the 25th my birthday is the 26th so I'm getting all the power tools that I need to do this the wood screws are going to be present uh, all I will need is stained wood glue and uh, like saw blades and uh, what's it called sandpaper for my orbital sander so what I'll do and this is the tentative plan I don't know if it's gonna work or not if I'll be able to sell enough I'm gonna make signs sell them for 35 to 50 bucks a piece use the money I make from the signs uh, and the free from the signs that I make from the free pallets that I get um, to fund the other projects. Now, Ashley wants me to build her an end table. Uh, Ashley's my wife. Now, I don't. I can follow instructions pretty good, so uh, I figure I can build this. Uh, we have the plans. We have a list of all the stuff that we need and a cost breakdown. I will need to sell two signs to be able to uh, purchase the stuff that I need to build this end table. Uh, it'll cost me around uh, 50 to it, depending on the quality of product that I get between 50 to 80 bucks to to, uh, to purchase all the uh, equipment and supplies that I need to to build this end table and stain it and uh, put decor you know the decorative stuff on it that I want to uh, so yeah so I'm gonna make Oh, and that's for two of them, by the way. The, between $50 and $80 is for two of them. Um, and I'm excited about that, seeing how that comes out. And then the second thing is, is I am, I love music, but I haven't ever been able to play guitar because I can't get freaking bar chords down. Uh, and I, I don't have the patience to learn piano, but I'm a pretty good singer. Um... And I know, it's all self-discipline. I can actually play the piano pretty decently. It's just that I'm not uh, I'm not all that good. Same thing with guitar. I can sort of finagle my way around not having to do... Uh, not having to use bar chords. Anyway, I say all that to say this. I'm going to build, with my own two hands, um, a cigar box ukulele. Now, I know what you're thinking. Well, why would you build one? Well, because even if it doesn't work out to where I want to play the ukulele, I could sell it. 
on Etsy or eBay or whatever um, for a pretty good profit. The the cigar box ukulele costs between twenty and fifty dollars to make because I found cigar boxes online for five dollars or less, and you can buy pretty much everything else that you need online for less than uh, fifty dollars. And then I see these things if if they're made well, and I plan on taking my time and making it well. If they're made well, then I can you know make a pretty good profit on it because I see them selling from you know the the cheaper ones go from like 150 to 200 dollars, and the more expensive ones can range all the way up to 500 bucks. Um, now we're not talking cheaply made stuff, uh, you know. I'm not, it's not like I'm be using pallet wood to make any of this stuff out of the you know the neck and all that stuff's got to be made out of like rosewood or some sort of hardwood you know something that's going to be able to stand up the test of time and then you you know you're going to put your pickups in there for the people that want to hook it up to recording or uh, projection devices Um, but, yeah, so it's, uh, it's, this is going to be a project, these are going to be projects of, uh, of love, we're going to see if, if it turns out well, if it does turn out well, I may give a, uh, give a cigar box ukulele away to one of my listeners, um, just, you know, to promote listenership and reward those that have been loyal since the beginning, we'll see what goes on. But yeah, so I'm excited about it. These uh, these palette signs are going to be awesome. I'm probably going to make a few with the Bishop Podcast Network logo on it. Um, sign it and give it away at the uh, at the screening of of Laser Team just to promote the the podcast and all that good stuff. Um, you know, I'm I'm a very grassroots type of marketer. I, I've done marketing before. I had, didn't really like it. I, I worked for AT and T back when they were trying uh, the fiber stuff with AT and T Uverse. Now they just piggyback off of FiOS and uh, was it Google Fiber? We don't really have much of Google Fiber around here. I think that that kind of went you know the way of whatever you want to call it. It's it's mythological. Nobody really has uh, uh, fiber, anything right now. You know, you're not. Well, you do have it. You just don't know you have it. You know, they've run all the cable for it, and your your internet's probably run on fiber, but it's not really. It's not really advertised to you that way anymore. But I was. Um, I hate to say this. I was a door-to-door salesman for AT&T Uverse back when it was. Uh, you know, grassroots, nobody really knew what fiber was, so I went door to door saying, oh, we're bringing fiber to your area, would you like to sign up and buy fiber, and I got commission sales off of every house that converted to fiber, um, now pretty much every house has it, whether they want it or not, uh, but yeah, so I did that for a while, and then I realized that the best way to sell it, and this is where the marketing comes into play, is I would just, you know, say, I'm not running down your list of people and going to these neighborhoods. I'm going to go to, you know, office complex at lunchtime and set up a booth and be like, okay, so we're bringing fiber to your area if you want it or not, blah, blah, blah. 
I could make a decent living back then selling to five houses a day um, and the easiest way to do that was to go where there was lots of people instead of going and knocking on door to door to door because the reality is, is most working people aren't at home in the middle of the day when I wanted to work uh, so I went to the, where they were and I either went to the mall where there were people working at the mall and, and taking lunch breaks and stuff like that or you know I would go to um, an office complex and wait at the local food truck or you know courtyard area or whatever I asked the business people to set up yeah so that's that's how you you know that's the best way to uh, to market in my opinion is you go to where people will come to you you know organically and naturally um, instead of trying to impose your uh, your sales on them so yeah, so that's, uh, we're back to the old microphone, by the way. The, the new one, I, I didn't really see much of a difference between that and the microphone that's on my, uh, and my headphones. Uh, so yeah, well, well, I'll be, you know, maybe I could sell two or three sides here over the Christmas break, um, and buy a really good, you know, condenser or whatever for, or the phone and uh, you know, record that way, but he, it's going to be, uh, you know, this, this will develop as it goes on. I've even thought about um, potentially not recording this on the way to work, um, but then that would defeat the purpose of having a podcast of my thoughts on the way to work. I was thinking about maybe even just recording my, uh, my thoughts and then later on going over what those thoughts were um, in a in a sound studio I, I have an office at my house and again I have a lot of one thing you need to know about me is um, I have a lot of talents uh, none of them that I'm particularly excellent at I guess if I really buckled down and focused on one or two of them I could get really good at it and that's what I'm planning on doing with the podcast is hopefully uh, I can become a pretty good host and uh, really, really hone, hone my skill of, of talking into a microphone because I would love to do this as a profession. Um, you know, wh- whether or not it actually happens will, will remain to be seen. It's just, uh, it'll, you know, I, I've been told I have a good voice. I'd be well suited for radio or podcasts or talk radio or whatever um so yeah that that would be good if i could do that uh so i you know i'm at the point now where i have to start focusing on you know i'm almost 26 years old i have i can't just fly around by the seat of my pants doing whatever i want i I have to choose something and really hone in that skill if i want to make impact because that's my biggest fear I think uh, it's a lot of people's biggest fear is that I'll get to the end of my life and I won't have been uh, remembered or cherished for anything in particular. Um, And so what I want to do is create something that makes a lasting impact, at least on my family. Uh, You know, if I can create something to where um, my kids and my kids' kids are are provided for... um, 
and I can make a lasting impact that way by setting up the next generation of bishops for success. Uh, so yeah, whether that be you know making signs or music or podcasts, that that's gonna be you know the science thing is probably gonna be my, my hobby. But you know, podcast and music, I would love to I would love to be the legacy that where that's where that's uh, possible for me to to be uh, to be popular to be to be successful enough to provide for my family again again I'm not in it for the fame I'm in it uh, for the provision I want I want to be able to make a lasting impact on at least my family and if I can include some of you guys my listenership with that as well that would be great um, so yeah uh, the signs and the the ukulele hopefully um, at least the, the few little tiny palette projects that I have going on will fund what I really want to do uh, you know I one sign will pay for well it's more two signs really will pay for an entire year's worth membership for the unlimited uh, storage space on SoundCloud I don't know if you've noticed or not, but I've had to start taking down some of the uh, podcasts because I don't have enough storage space on SoundCloud. So we can only keep um, four podcasts on there at a time. Uh, you know, two Tomka time and two Drive to Works. So I may start cutting this podcast down to three times a week just because of uh, storage space on on SoundCloud until I can afford um, to. To, to you know, purchase the upgrade, you know, and it's not that big of a deal. It's just uh, I don't have a ton of money, as I mentioned or alluded to in the past. You know, we have we have a good bit of money in the bank right now, but uh, you know, with mortgage and all of our bills come out before the uh, the sixteenth of the month, my next paycheck won't. I think one bill touches it, so it'll be that'll be good. I get paid three times in January, um, but yeah, so we're uh, you know we're on a good roll, we're on a good path. We'll have to see how this uh, this hobby goes to see if you know, any sort of business can start up out of it. At least I can make enough money with signs and stuff to uh, to upgrade. You know, everybody wants to upgrade. But I have a surprise for you guys. Tomka time is actually being moved up this week. We're going to be doing it today on Wednesday, the uh, 16th. It's also my sister's birthday. I probably need to text her. Um, but yeah, we're moving Tomka time up to today because on Friday I'm going to be helping my brother-in-law. My brother-in-law um, is a computer engineer, but his hobby, what he uses to upgrade his life, is... Uh, is he sells guns on the side. I don't know how you feel about guns, uh, but I'm going to be helping him set up at a gun show here in Greenville, South Carolina. Here's the thing about guns. I've only fired a gun once, like one bullet, in my entire life. It was at a Target in my father-in-law's backyard. It was just a little Ruger LCP. I know a good bit about guns just from helping my brother-in-law, but I have no desire to fire one. Um, ever again in my life, I, you know, if I got it, if I got invited to go to a gun range, sure, I would go, just for the experience, 
my fear is that I'd be into it, and here's the thing. Guns are a very expensive hobby, um, so I'm not, you know, freedom of the second, whatever. Again, I lean a little bit more liberal than most of my friends. I think there's a happy medium to be said when it comes to firearm laws. They need to be more regulated. I don't think we should get rid of carry permits altogether, but they do need to be more regulated. There needs to be a heavier background check set on the people that that are able to purchase a gun. Like, if you have any sort of history of violence, you shouldn't be able to purchase a gun, in my opinion. Um, because domestic abuse people uh, don't need to be able to purchase a gun and as of right now the federal background check allows for as long as you haven't con been convicted of a felony to, to be able to purchase a, a firearm um, they're not it's not all that stringent um, and I think your background check should extend to your family and friends as well like there should be a two or three day process of okay we really need to dig into these people anyway that's just my opinion uh whatever i don't want to get into that right now because that's a, like opening a can of worms it's you never know what's going to be in it uh, as far as listenership goes i wouldn't be entirely opposed to getting rid of firearms altogether for civilians but certainly we need to um, tighten up gun safety and the requirements for getting a gun. I think the uh, the course that you take, you, you know, your concealed weapons uh, course that you take to get your permit to carry is a little bit too lax that, you know, everyday people can get certified to uh, train in that and it needs to be um, issued by at least a police officer, if not somebody from the federal government um, that's been trained specifically on how to train other people to handle fire guns, uh, firearms, fire guns, firearms uh, responsibly. So, yeah, we moved up Tomka time to Wednesday of this week. I'm actually, Raheem's normally the one that pays because I help drive him to and from work sometimes. Uh, but he may be getting... Um, somebody that's going to be picking them up on a regular basis so um, I'll have to start paying for my for my Tomka here soon but what I'm going to do is I think I'm going to spring for the pad tie today guys we're on the final stretch of road um, so I'm not like um, vamping or anything it's just I got through the two things that I wanted to talk about today um, but yeah tell me what you think I'll post some pictures of the first signs that I make uh, once I get all my tools in order and jigsaw ready and all that good stuff. Um, I'm excited about it. Jeez, truck. The old Mack truck sitting next to me. But yeah, so we're, I'm going to work and, uh, oh. This is a, the second thing that I was trying to remember what the second thing that I wanted to talk about is. I, you know, I posted in the last podcast that I wanted to ask for a raise. Here's the thing, guys. You never know until you ask. I, I think there are certain circumstances where it would be 
a poor idea to uh, to ask for a raise. Like if you're if you're not deserving, I, I genuinely feel like I'm deserving. And I go into my boss's office, close the door, and I, you know, I give my spiel about why I think I'm um, a good candidate for a raise. And dude, man, says, yeah. You know, a lot of people have been telling me that you've been doing above and beyond what your job description is, blah, blah, blah. I, you know, if it's in the budget, we'll definitely give you a raise. And so they're going to start the process of trying to get the budget approved for me to uh, move up the GS scale a little bit. And I'm super excited. So guys, if you've been working hard at your job, don't feel bad about asking for a raise. It's perfectly fine. Um, the worst that they can do is say no. If you're not deserving of a raise, the worst that they can do is say, see you later. Um, but yeah, so work hard at your job. Go a little bit above and beyond, and uh, maybe they'll say yes. This has been Ride Work with Bishop. Uh, this podcast was brought to you by the movie Laser Team in a city near you. Uh, if you're living in a rural area and you want the movie to come to you and you think you can get at least 40 people, go to tug.com. Um, and find Laser Team and submit a request for it to come to your area. So, yeah, that's Laser Team, the movie. Y'all are great. Remember to love life, love people. Stay happy, my friends.